I V M. Shy and terrified of judgment, she walked into my office. Her long-sleeved T-shirt hid her self-inflicted pain that marked her wrists. She had nothing to be afraid of because it was my responsibility to help her. I know what it's like to feel different, to feel hurt because of the person you are. Judgment was the last thing I wanted to do to her. I am Ryan. Helping people has always been something I've wanted to do all my life. With psychology and therapy, it wasn't just about what the disorder is, but about helping someone cope. Whether it was a girl with bipolar or a guy suffering from anxiety disorder, or even my most recent client, a girl who's been cutting herself. She was very apprehensive at first when she came to me. A particular cut on her thigh got infected, and she had to show her mother, who realized that something was wrong. They think it's just a phase, but it's my mission to dig deeper and get a better idea of who she is and what she is going through. For a few sessions, she just talked about how she missed hanging out with these girls who were her best friends. And while I did validate her feelings of loneliness and separation in those vulnerable teenage years, I felt like there was more to it than that. Eventually, she started to trust me more. She started to talk about how she hated herself. how fat she was and how she was not even worthy of friendships her self-loathing seemed to be at the core of her self-harm once she felt less ashamed of talking about how she felt about herself we were able to start working on her self-esteem in between sessions she diligently practiced exercises that i gave her to improve her confidence gradually her self-harming behavior lessened and we were counting weeks since she last felt the urge to cut one of the most important aspects of therapy is being able to gain someone's trust this is one of the hardest things to do being a therapist invariably means uh, that someone has to come to you for help however it isn't always easy to open up to lay yourself bare and allow someone in whom you don't know and whose job it is to diagnose you yet It's not about what is wrong, but what you can do about it. How you live your life despite your difficulties. This is where I come in. I took psychology when I was in college because I wanted to understand people. I wanted to understand thoughts. I wanted to understand myself. I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do with it initially, but I started to realize that I could help people. It's a delicate balance between trust, empathy, asking the right questions in the right way, and of course, active listening. My work as a therapist was inspired by difficulties that I had faced. See, I was always a good talker. From a young age, I picked up on things by listening and observing. I was utterly fascinated with the world. I could stare and play with grass in our gardens for hours and not get bored. My box of crayons and drawing books were my ways of expressing myself to the world. I would draw lines and circles and odd things. You could say that I dabbled in abstract art. However, as soon as I joined school, all my confidence took a beating. You'd think that school would be a place of learning, but for me, 
it was where I felt like I was failing all the time. I found it very hard to keep up. I was a bit of a slow reader and it took me some time to comprehend. But what I found the hardest was writing. All our assignments were written and when my teacher explained what the homework was, I was excited because I thought, I can do this. I would talk to my father about it when he picked me up from school and we would go through it together. But when I sat down at my desk in my room, opened my books and had to write everything down, was when I struggled. All those ideas and thoughts in my head were not translating on paper. I started getting very low grades for all my homework. I was labelled below average. Even though I would know all the answers in class when I was asked, when it came to my homework, I was just not able to communicate it well. One of my teachers said that my work was sloppy and I wasn't working hard enough. I was so frustrated and didn't understand why homework was so difficult. My father would sit down with me every day and take me through my homework and what I was supposed to do. And at that time, I would grasp it all and explain all my answers well. But when he left me and I sat down to write it all down, it was a struggle. My handwriting was practically illegible and writing continuously would tire me out. So when I took breaks often at home or in school, I was seen as being lazy. I always felt like I worked so hard but couldn't get the results I deserved. It can get very frustrating at times when I knew and understood something, but writing up reports and assignments would bring me down. Eventually, a new English teacher joined the school. She noticed that I was very active and attentive in class, but my assignments didn't reflect that. After two to three months, she waited with me after school to talk to my father and told him that she thought that I was a very bright student, but that my struggles with writing could be due to a learning disability. My father got very upset. He told her that I wasn't retarded. She finally found a way to calm him down and said that if we were able to find out what exactly was going on, then we would be able to figure out how I can excel. Through some educational testing, I found out that I had dysgraphia, a learning disability that affects writing. I had a mild form of it and I was able to find ways of doing well in school despite my diagnosis. I was given more time for tests. I was given a chance to do my assignments verbally rather than written sometimes. For some classes, my teacher would give me lesson notes. Eventually, it all helped and I was able to get through school very well. While I was in college, I was able to present my assignments and projects verbally or I was allowed the help of a scribe to help me take notes in class or write my exams. Though I was different, I was glad that I wasn't put down as being stupid and that I wouldn't amount to anything. My learning disability was an obstacle in my early years, but I was able to graduate with flying colors and find a career that made me really happy. I still live with dysgraphia, but it doesn't define me. For more information about learning disabilities or other mental health issues, go to www.empowerminds.com That's www.mpowermind.com Or call 97028 That's 97028 Triple zero, double four.